I'm Melissa White, and welcome to the Spirit Room Podcast. This is a show to help inspire you to live your life to the fullest, but really to learn about those that guide us, our unseen helpers, guides, angels, loved ones in spirit that walk beside us in this life. I'll share with you personal experiences from my life as a professional medium and mentor. I'll also offer you insight into working with the spirit world and introduce you to guests that I find fascinating and that might lead you on your own journey to further discover your own soul's gifts. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. to the spirit room. I'm Melissa White and I'm here today with a very special guest. Her name is Mary Treen and she's an intuitive energy healing guide. She created Treen Light Healing after a long 10-year journey through a seemingly never-ending dark night of the soul. And this journey led her back to her purpose and uncovered all the intuitive empathic gifts she had locked away. Mary's grateful to serve clients from around the globe, offering a customized blend of intuitive energy healing, coaching, mentorship, and guidance. And so she's helping women transcend burnout, overwhelm, and self-doubt to remember, reclaim, and utilize the incredible power of their unique energy and intuition so they can trust their inner calling and realize the life they were meant to live. Mary's also a Reiki master teacher, artist, writer, and podcaster. She hosts her own podcast called Intuitive Seek, a grounded approach to all things intuition. So welcome, Mary. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Melissa. I am so honored to be here. I am such a fan of your podcast, and I can't wait to speak with you. I just feel very, very excited for our conversation today. My favorite thing to talk about. Yes. <laughs> I've been looking forward to it. So tell us, where are you calling from today? Yes, I'm calling from Vancouver in British Columbia in Canada. And yes, I live here with my cat and my partner. And yeah, I've lived here for about 20 years, but I grew up in Alberta. So I moved here when I was, yeah, okay, 22 years, 18, yeah. 22 years. <laughs> <laughs> Good. And so can you tell us a little bit about how your spiritual journey began? Yes, thank you. So it's interesting because I really feel like my spiritual journey began kind of when I was born. That is kind of how I feel most people do. And the big kind of change where my remembering started to happen. That's what it really feels like, that the journey was long and a little bit arduous. And then uh, when I was 28, I went through quite a deep and really heartbreaking divorce. And it wasn't my choice. It was quite tragic in the way that it transpired, very shocking. And it really crumbled everything in my life apart because that was I had been holding on to this idea of my life and kind of living for what it seemed like I had and as soon as that fell apart I didn't know what to do I had 
no idea who I was. I realized that I hadn't even cried in like 15 years and I had started crying again. I started feeling my emotions and my creativity came back. And that was really the beginning of me remembering my intuition. And so I began really listening to this inspiration. I started taking pictures of dried flowers and I was very inspired by nature. And through the heartbreaking moments, through my healing, I started writing poetry through the tears. Like it just kind of came and it was so, it was such a spiritual experience, even though I was not in any kind of spiritual community. I didn't have a friend group that were really into it. I was quite skeptical. And so I started having this like remembering of my intuitive senses and it started making my life kind of make sense a little bit more. But then I realized, which I feel like most people do, that the life I was living, the job I had, <laughs> the things I was doing, the trajectory of my life that I'd been on was not in alignment at all. I was suffering from debilitating anxiety and I didn't even realize that it was bad because I just lived with it. Mm-hmm. I you know, used my days off from work to recover from work because I'd be so exhausted. And I just never was able to understand why I had this feeling kind of awakening in my body saying, oh, there's something else you're supposed to be doing with the reality of my life because I was had zero idea what my intuition was asking me to do, but it was calling to me. So it was actually very frustrating, my spiritual journey, mm-hmm. the awakening. It was actually incredibly frustrating, <laughs> the beginning yeah. of it. Wow. Well, it's so interesting too where it's like it just – has to be at the very right time, I think, for us to be ready to kind of face it. And then also, yeah, it's so interesting how that, you know, divorce, in many ways, that's something that you would have been going through grief over, you know, really. So it really does sort of create perfect storm, I guess, in a way, for that awakening to occur. Oh, definitely. That's exactly it. And when I look back, that was needed. You know, you don't want to hear it in the time of when these things occur. Right. You don't want to hear, oh, don't worry. You will look back and you will love that this happened to you. (laughs) Nobody wants to hear that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and the other thing too, I think what you're saying too, is that it was sort of like an out of your control kind of experience. It wasn't something Mm -hmm. that you chose. And I think oftentimes that can be a really difficult thing for us as humans like when something occurs and it isn't our choice it isn't you know under our control you're almost forced to surrender completely completely and that is I mean I was quite lucky actually because I had I had the call to reach out for support during it so I did start to really seek out how can I 
be helped through this emotional journey. And one of the counselors that I saw was an energy healer. And I didn't know that they were. Mm -hmm. And so when she was helping me through my emotions, she also helped me understand the energy of my emotions and helped me heal the stagnant energy of that emotion. And then that made me realize, oh, I have never really been in my body. Right. And that was kind of, that was the change. As soon as I remembered what it felt like to be in my body, because I was really living outside of my body for so long. And the way I would describe that if somebody is listening and doesn't really know exactly what that means, the feeling was always kind of moving ahead of myself, always thinking of the very next thing, thinking of how everyone else is feeling around me, being very sure that I've, you know, figured out what could happen, what might happen, really worried about what things look like, does it sound good, asking a hundred people for their advice before I made a decision, really looking for everything outside of myself. And when I remembered what I felt like, Mary, like my body, my spirit, my soul, my heart, I realized, oh, this is what I've been looking for. It's just inside. And then I started meditating. And that was a game changer for me because I had never done it before. Right. What a beautiful synchronicity as well that, you know, that counselor happened to be an energy healer, you know, mm -hmm. timing for you for that. And I think lots of people can relate that are listening as far as that feeling of not like having been in the body. Yes. Um, it's so weird, but it's such a, it actually, it just feels normal if that's what you're used to mm -hmm. you're used living, you know? And yeah, I think that that's something that we definitely as sensitive souls and people, you know, lots of listeners are developing their own intuition and working with spirit. Yes. I think it's such an important thing to keep in mind that, yeah, we also, we also need to be very present and not just always sort of like you were saying, like really we're so good at being aware of everyone else's energy and everyone okay. else's thoughts and feelings. But I think sometimes we forget actually about our own energy. Like what does my energy feel like? Like, what am I actually feeling? You know, that kind of thing. Yes, yes, completely. And I love that you brought up the sensitivity because that is something that, and you mentioned it when you were very graciously introducing me, that I had kind of locked away or buried my intuitive and empathic energy, the way I express it, the gifts in them. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I realized, and I feel like this could resonate with a lot of listeners, is that for almost my whole life, I had been feeling everybody else's feelings. Yeah. And I thought they were mine. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know the difference. And that made moving through life, figuring out what I liked, understanding even what I needed, almost impossible. Because it was being filtered through all of these other things that had nothing to do with me. So yeah. by, right, like by finding out and figuring 
out what your essence feels like, your true energy, you can understand and reclaim your energy and not take on or carry all of that other energy that may have been clouding the way we see ourselves and our purpose and our intuitive gifts. Like it's a very, I feel like it's a very common thing that is so special if you're able to understand what is yours and what isn't. Yeah, I do. I do think that's one of the huge lessons that we come here to learn, actually, because Mm -hmm. it's such a beautiful, amazing ability to be able to connect with people in that way. But it definitely can be confusing and difficult and frustrating if you like you're saying if you don't know the difference and then also if you're sort of living in that mode all the time where you're just literally picking up on other people and not even realizing that you're doing it first of all and that you're taking on sometimes beliefs sometimes Mm -hmm. expectation that's a big one for me and other stuff You know, that it's just like, if you're not realizing it's happening, then yeah, you're sort of living on this, like, it's almost like living on autopilot. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's important, I think, important to know the difference and start to question, you know, who, who you are, but also how you actually feel and what your energy feels like to see. So the expectation is a big one for me. Um. So yeah, it's, it's just so, yeah, I think it's so important to have that realization that yes, we, we do, we are able to be sovereign, you know, it's not your, you know, psychic, intuitive, a medium, a healer. It does not mean that you're sort of, you have to live in such a state where you're constantly in that mode of just, you know, picking up and, and holding and, you know, not recognizing your own energy. Yes, yes, it's that empowerment in our gift yes. on understanding that we need to receive from them first before we offer them to others. Yeah. That's really changed mm-hmm. for me. I love that. And it sort of basically answers my question I was going to ask you about like your philosophy and your approach as far as, you know, being a healer. And I think the empowerment is huge and I you mm-hmm. resonate with that as well. But yeah, anything else you would want to add about like sort of your approach as a healer? Sure. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Empowerment number one, for sure. I, even at the beginning, shied away from even the word healer mm-hmm. because of the connotations yeah. that it is someone that you need, that they will be the only ones that can help you do this healing But now I understand that it is a vocation and that being a healer is, for me, an act of service that also reminds my clients and their body and their energy and their spirit how they personally heal already, that they are already whole that everything they need is already within them. But sometimes all of the things, all of the societal condition, the expectations, other people's energy, they cloud the way we are able to see it. 
And that is kind of one of my, I would say maybe missions is to remind everyone that they are already everything that they want, that they're searching for, that they're asking for. It's already there. So I think of myself as healer, but also, you know, energetic mirror, a reflection, a translator, someone there to help them remember and understand the language of their spirit. Beautiful. I love that. And I really agree that it's true. It's very tricky sometimes because there is this thing that happens, I think, with when we late, we have to label ourselves just so that people know yes. they have an idea of what we do. But at yes. the end of the day, like, I mean, obviously my work is mostly with the mediumship, but when I think of myself, I just think of like, well, yeah, I'm a healer in a different way, but also that everyone in the world has a capacity, you know, for healing and to yes. be a healer. And so really yes. we are sort of like guiding the process and maybe allowing people to, I think, really see themselves, feel understood. It's that connection where, you know, some people, I think, when they come to you or they come to me, they may not have felt seen or understood before, like in their life even. So yes. it's sort of like this opportunity to really be that mirror, like you're saying, and to sort of hold that space and intention for that person. But yeah, I always shy away from like trying to name or label what I do or who I am. Just in that, I think, you know, I never want to create this idea that there's something so different or like special about, mm -hmm. you know, just calling myself, you know, a medium only because I feel like it's something that I've developed, but it's not something that is separate from other people. You know, it's sort of like we all yes. have to be healers. Yes. Oh, I completely agree so much. And it is something that I've kind of come to speak to as like our abilities. I put everything kind of under the intuitive umbrella because when I was developing I was doing it alone. Mm -hmm. I was quite shy about speaking about it because I thought it would be weird. People would judge me. They'd think, oh, she's lost it. She's going through a midlife crisis and that's right. it. She's gone. It's like, so I really kept it to myself. And so all of the Claire's, they were just naturally coming because I didn't compartmentalize them. I didn't know that you needed mm -hmm. to. And then also with mediumship, connecting to loved ones that have passed, that just felt very natural to me. And so I really feel like our intuition, our intuitive energy is this inherently like natural birthright. And if we want to, we can develop them into however we want to connect with them, however we want to utilize them. Like there really isn't a limit. And it's so natural that it's supernatural but it's also like supernatural. Yeah. It's both. <laughs> it's both. <laughs> I totally get it. And I think that I feel that way too. It's like, it is so natural when, because sometimes people will be like, say if I go to someone's house for a group reading, 
And sometimes mm-hmm. the husband, you know, will be like, are you taking the spirits with you when you go? Or like, what happened here? Yes. And I'm like, well, your people are here anyway. Like, don't come just because I'm here. Like, they're around you. No, That's everyone right. else's will go with them. You know, it's not, it's not anything to worry about. <laughs> and I always say, it's just a natural thing to connect with spirit. And then they're looking at me like, no, it's not. And I think yeah. it's because it is, but it is also a miracle every single time. So it's so hard yeah. to explain. It's like, such a normal it's a normal thing but in so many ways it is so miraculous that I understand why people are like blown away by it and dazzled by it because of course Mm -hmm. it's it's life-changing but yeah so it's kind of funny but it is at the end of the day there for all of us that connection is available so yeah it's, it's good I think for people to know that and to understand that it's not as hard to do you know sometimes people I think really want to connect with their own loved ones and I feel really Mm -hmm. passionately about helping people to do that for themselves because it's true it's not like I'll say to people you don't actually need me to do this for you it's beautiful to have it because it's a good confirmation and sometimes I think a good connection with spirit through a medium that can be the beginning of a spiritual awakening that can you know, oh, the yes. beginning of your healing journey. So, so healing, so healing. Purpose. But at the end of the day, my hope would be that like everybody would start to realize that they can also make that connection with their own loved ones and have their own relationship with their loved ones. So, yes. Oh, I completely agree so much. And that really reminds me of certain clients that I have and what I've heard from also listeners from my podcast too, where they say, how do I connect, you know, to my loved ones? Or I want my spirit guides and I want to know their name or do I have an animal guide? How do I do that? How do you do that? And the feeling that I always get from them asking is like a spiral away from themselves. And when I ask them to, well, what happens when you just tune in by just bringing all of your awareness to your heart and then ask your imagination to be your guide, to be the translator? And what happens then? Yeah. And then you have to have some beautiful time with your self-trust because that was a key in my development was understanding. And this might be a little bit odd, but it really makes sense to me. So I'm just going to say it, that our imagination is real. Yes. I just had this conversation in a class yesterday. No way. Oh, I love the synchronicity. (laughs) One of my students was like, well, because we were talking about connecting with spirit guides actually yesterday. And she's like, one thing that sticks out, she's like, remember when you told me that it was okay to use my imagination and that it comes from the same place? So she, and I was like, yeah. And she said, that's the thing that helped her. It changed things. So now she just approaches it from her imagination. And literally, like I was saying, even people that like, they think there's like, they'll sit there and be like, nothing. Nope. There's no spirit guide. No one. Nope. Nothing. No, I don't know anyone. It's all black. black. No no spirit. And I'll say, okay, well, what if you just were to imagine? Just give yourself permission. Imagine somebody standing there. What, you know, who's there? And they'll describe literally someone's person in spirit, like that's in the room, like, and it'll be accurate and it'll be amazing. And it's because they've given themselves permission to not 
try so hard. They've just given themselves permission to be open and imagine. Yes. And that's the empowerment that it's there. It's not something you have to find. It's already there. And then we can fine tune it, develop it. But I really feel like, especially for women, that so much of our distrust of our bodies, of ourselves, that we've been conditioned to not, you know, trust our voice and trust what we're feeling, you know, too sensitive, hysterical, all of those things. So when we're told, oh, well, just connect, you have it, that can be really difficult because how can we trust something that feels so natural when so much of our lives we were told that what was natural is not okay and does not actually even exist sometimes? In this life and also in previous lifetimes. Oh, yes. yeah, oh, it's yeah. huge. So it, yeah, I do understand. Like, I get that it can be at first, I think, a real struggle just to develop that trust. But then once you've done that, then I think that it just, you start building, you start building upon it, you know? So you get that yeah. feedback, you get the sort of like, I think the confirmation of things sometimes, like, you're, you get the validation of, oh yeah, I was picking up on that for a reason, or you understand how it makes sense. And then you just build on that trust feeling and it starts getting like easier and easier. Completely. And it's cumulative, right? That's how I feel that the trust just builds and builds and it creates this solid foundation so that all of the divine experiences, the miracles, big and small, although I feel like they're Mm -hmm. all big, they are just a constant affirmation, but they're not a validation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you don't need it, but it's lovely to have. Yeah, beautiful to have. And I think it's so interesting too, because when you don't actually need it, I think that's when you actually get more of it. It's so yes. weird how that happens. And I find it hard totally. to explain to people, but it's like, if you want it so bad that you're trying to control things and you're like pushing for it, you probably yeah. are not even going to get it. But then if you can get to the point where you you don't need it and you have that trust, honestly, you're just going to have all those experiences and all of the all of the validation in the world. Yes. Oh, and that is that's something that I call kind of like the cosmic mm-hmm. joke of you want it so bad. So you think, okay, I need to think about it all the time. I need to always like research it and wonder and ponder and hold on to it so tightly. But when we do that, there's no space. There's nothing there to allow the co-creation because we're not doing it alone. Yeah. And that's true. You know, that partnership with the universe, partnership with spirit that's the thing that I think we forget, you know, as, as yes, humans, we just sometimes forget that it isn't just us. And so we don't have to be controlling. <laughs> we can't control it, first of all. Yes. But, you know, no. the attempt to control, you know, I think really gets in the way. Yeah, the illusion of control mm-hmm. completely. Yes, it's well, it's part of our journeys. Lack of a better word, it really is. It's part of our path to constantly have those times to remember how to trust ourselves, to remember how to surrender. It's like a constant remembering and forgetting, remembering and forgetting. But it's beautiful. Yeah. 
Because if we can be present in it, that's where the magic is. That's how we can be led step by step. Yes. And it is so step by step. You know, I always sort of picture it like little breadcrumbs, you know, like we just keep getting little Mm -hmm. breadcrumbs on the path. And as soon as you like take it and you appreciate it and you recognize that even if it's a little seemingly a little thing, when you recognize how actually huge and amazing and how beautiful that is, then I think you keep getting more, you know? So it's like, as you sort of go along the path, more is revealed, but you have to, you have to start, you have to start walking on it before you start to get the little breadcrumbs, you know? So it's not, you know, it's not like you can kind of like, just say, yes, I'm doing it. And then you get the whole loaf of bread, you know, it's like you have to do it like bit by bit. So. Yes, actually. And that does, if I can share just something from my guides, that reminds me of a really lovely lesson that I was taught that from Mm -hmm. them. Because I was in that moment from my memory, I was really frustrated with my path at that time, that it wasn't going fast enough, that I didn't know exactly how to get from A to B in my Mm -hmm. mind, in my human Mm -hmm. mind, really. And my guides showed me that my energy was really almost kind of running in place, just static, because I wasn't making any decision. I wasn't making any movement because I kept going back and checking and, oh, should I do this? Or what about this? And, you know, all the outside things. And they told me, we can't help you unless you move. We work with you. We don't lead you. We guide. Mm-hmm. We're doing this together. So unless you're moving, unless you're making a choice, unless there's some action, nothing will happen. Yeah. And it's that personal responsibility that I personally can forget about. Yeah. That it is up to me first because I'm here in my physical body able to do the things, manifest it, bring things to life through all of the amazing support around me in spirit and in real life, in waking life. But yeah, I feel like so many people do have that kind of paralyzing moment where which way, and I know that this could be a cliche, but sometimes they're cliches for a reason, that There is no wrong way. You just have to choose. Totally. I so, so agree with that because I think lots of times too, people are, they come, they seek us out and they want us to choose. Like they want us to tell them, yes, this is your path. Like this is your, this is your very specific purpose and this is what you should do. And I always find myself having to explain that it really is their choice. And I'll look at, like, say, psychically, I'll look at, well, this is the energy. This is the, there's a potential for this if you choose this. And there's a potential for this if you choose this way. But at the end of the day, like, that choice has to be yours. You have to come to it yourself. But I also think that there, most of the time, there's many different outcomes and many different paths available. And I think the universe has a backup plan. I really don't think that you can yes. choose wrong in, in many cases because you either 
get what you're seeking or you find some lessons and some important insight along the way on a different path. And eventually I think you get where you're supposed to be going anyway. So I really don't, I don't feel like there's any fear around choices, actually, even though I understand like in our human selves, yes, we can always, you know, we can always of course. second guess. And of course, you know, we always want to do what we think is going to be, you know, the best outcome. But I think really the, the idea that there's only one way is so, yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. Completely. Yes. Like, you know, it's that thing of it is a windy road. Do not expect it to be straightforward, perfect turns the sign with the arrow direction, Mm -hmm. but you can definitely ask for signs. And that is something that helped me immensely at the beginning of my journey and still does completely. But at the beginning, that's what built that trust. But I do want to just mention because you, yeah, we were talking about the fear. Like we get that, of Mm -hmm. course, the fear is real. And I just wanted to, yeah, just to, offer a little bit of my experience with the difference between my fear and my anxiety and my intuition. Whether it is fear, whether it's anxiety, or whether it is really my intuition speaking, whether it is my true language from my soul, from spirit. And for me, the difference is Fear and anxiety give me many, 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 many reasons, many outcomes, many, many, many details. And my intuition is extremely simple, very succinct, very one sentence, one word, one idea, and maybe that over and over again, but never rationalizing it at all. Yeah. It's neutral, I find. Like, it's just very, it is what it is. Like, it'll come and it'll just, like, whatever it is, it just, that's it. I find that there's no, it's not urgent to me or it doesn't come in, like, dramatically. It kind of comes in very easily and normal. (laughs) Where when when I'm looking at something and it's more anxiety or more coming from, like, my logical human mind or sometimes illogical, but it's, like, it can be very dramatic. It can be really fear-based, really fear-based. And you're right. It's, like, way more – yeah, it's way more – I guess I don't even know if it's – yeah, it's more detailed and it's sort of, like – Maybe like yeah, noisy. Covering, it's chaotic covering all of the – it's almost like covering every every base where yes. <laughs> with the intuition, yeah, it's pretty simple. And it's usually just like very calm, wise, knowing that's it, you know? Yeah, and it can always kind of – afterward, it can feel like, well, I kind of – I already knew mm-hmm. that. And that's usually what it is. It's the confirmation of, oh, yeah, okay, I knew mm-hmm. that. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it usually takes a little bit of courage, a little bit of something that doesn't feel comfortable. But we know that it is, you know, we need to do it, that it is something mm-hmm. that is meant for us. Totally. And to trust that simplicity and the knowledge. And again, that builds our trust in ourselves because we just have to believe it. Yeah. Because of that knowing. Yeah, it's an inner knowing and it just is there for a reason, you know? So instead of, I think instead of 
doubting it or instead of ignoring it, the beautiful thing is just like actually really not only receiving that, like giving yourself an opportunity to receive it, but then acting upon it and doing something with it. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, Inspiration comes mm -hmm. from the inspired action. Mm -hmm. What about any misconceptions about energy healing or the intuitive arts? Anything that kind of like drives you a bit crazy? Like I have a few, but I'm wondering about you. Anything... Oh, I love that. Yeah. Like unpopular opinion kind of thing. I feel like such a misconception about what we actually do. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I would. Wow. Yeah. There's so many. Well, I guess one of them, kind of the main reason why I created my podcast and felt inspired too, because I wanted a grounded approach to all of these things, all things intuition. Because I feel like, and I see it in people's eyes, some, mm -hmm. when I say what I do, where they go, oh, so you are not even here. Like you're up there in some kind of love and light land and you think every negative emotion is bad and you think, you know, that you are in control of all things and you are not better, but maybe, yeah, that's kind of the misconception that there is some kind of holier than thou. I know better than you. I know the truth. Mm -hmm. And from my personal experience, it couldn't be further from that because you can't have the light without the shadow. It's all of us. And so when people say, oh, well, yeah, sure, you believe that. I'm sure it must be really easy. What an easy life to just believe that you are guided, that you are, you know, protected by the universe. And what I mean by protected, meaning that we have the free will and the intuitive guidance to take whatever path we choose, like we were speaking of. I find that... It can be an immediate misconception of, well, they're totally disillusioned with reality and they've checked out. Mm -hmm. And on the other side of that, they believe it. And wow, aren't they taking advantage of so many helpless souls out there? This is horrible. Right. And again, that is, sure. I think that does happen. I've heard of it happening. We all have. But it happens across all industries. Yeah, that's so true. People have bad intentions sometimes. But luckily, I don't know anyone like right. that. And it's quite a rare experience when I hear about it. So, yeah, the main misconception would be really misunderstanding what even spirituality means. That to me, it means remembering our spirit and the spirit of all that we're connected to and in all the different ways to do that. But it really creates a us and them almost where I feel like by going on a spiritual journey, by kind of remembering it, that you're already on it and developing, you can become such a beautiful part of society living in the world and helping in ways that we don't even realize. 
That's so, yeah. so true. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. And I totally agree when it comes to that misconception because I think people also expect that if you're engaging with your spirituality and all this stuff and if you're working with your intuition and you know your psychic ability that you would be almost able to prevent any discomfort challenges in your life like that basically yeah you know have it so good because you could just tune in and no mm-hmm. and I'm always like wow well if that were the case I think I would have avoided some of the stuff that I've been through. yeah it's not you know always the easy path to take um, no but I, and you know I think that sometimes people think a spiritual awakening and journey is just like so beautiful and you're basically floating through the clouds and I, I would say actually it's such a courageous act to embark upon a spiritual journey and that it is as amazingly beautiful as it also is sometimes devastating and difficult and like really intense. You know, so I think yes. there's both sides to it. It's not actually it's not actually easy. I think you're invited to start looking at your own shadow self. You're invited to start like really getting truthful and honest with yourself about things. And that can be jarring. That can be like not always fun. So I think that, yeah, that is a misconception about that sort of thing. Yes. Oh, I completely agree. Yeah. Everything that you said. And it reminds me too of people saying another misconception is, oh, well, why don't you just win the lottery then? Mm-hmm. Oh, like not that I've heard that or like because I've had, you know, I've been divorced twice. So they'll be like, oh, like you didn't see that coming. Like why? Didn't see yeah, that and I'm like, mm, I don't know if I have the energy to explain this to you, but yeah, it doesn't really work that way. But yeah, stuff like that. It's definitely, yeah, it's definitely, those are ideas out there for sure. Yes. And I, to me, and because we are, and I am always learning. I never, I think, you know, until I will be constantly evolving and learning and, you know, understanding new ways about this work and about just my journey. But one of the things, yeah, one of the things that is always interesting to me, and that always comes back when I am doing any kind of reading, whether it be for myself or for others, if it's for the highest good, which is what I always put as the intention, then I have to trust that if I'm not getting, or if I didn't get full guidance of don't marry that guy, then it was for my highest good to go through that. 100%. If it's not for my highest good to win the lottery, and if you've seen any of those shows, it doesn't seem like it. Yeah, not in many cases. (laughs) No. (laughs) Then that is probably why you don't hear about psychics, intuitives, anyone giving lotto numbers, because it's not the highest good of your soul path. I really don't think it is. It's part of we need to live. Yeah. yeah, we need to experience what our soul needs to experience in this lifetime. And so I uh-huh. think, yeah, it's important people realize that, you know, it's not. And I think the whole idea about developing your intuition and gaining a closer relationship with spirit and a closer relationship with yourself, the intention from my perspective, isn't so that you can protect yourself from ever going through anything challenging. Like that's not the reason 
to do it. And I think that some people think that if they do that, then that's what they're going to get. Or if they get a reading, even that they think that's the purpose, like that as a reader, the reader should provide them with these almost like warnings or these kind of, it's almost like get out of jail free card. Like, just like, Oh, just like prepare me for everything that could possibly go wrong. And then I can avoid it. And that really, from my point of view, not, not the way that I was well, not the way that I see it. So I don't operate that way. And I try to make sure that people know if they're coming for that kind of reading, that's not really what they're going to get, but I will empower them and I will give them some insight and tools as ways that they can reach their highest potential. You know, that's what, I, yeah. you know, yes, because of our free will. I mean, that is one of the most beautiful things about being a human being is we have free will. So the future is not set in stone. It's true. There's very little I find that is. I mean, very little. Some some things, yes, but I would say the majority is up to us. So yeah, it's it's really is sort of a question of like how can you support yourself and how can you encourage yourself to get to that highest potential, but not like how can you live your life just avoiding pain? You know, like that. That's an important distinction to make. Yes. And just like you said, it's receiving the tools to be able to not carry, but to move through and experience the deepest pain, because that is life. It's the beauty and the tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And at the same time can be so painful, but that's sort of the depth of this human experience, you know, and that's sort of the richness of it. And I think if we were, you know, just wanting things to be peaceful and wonderful and beautiful 24-7, we probably wouldn't have ever decided to come to this earth again. You know, like, I don't, That's right. I don't yes. think we yeah. that plunge because uh, you know, yeah. uh, it's not really always going to be that way here. But it is an opportunity, you know, and I think that it's an experience mm-hmm. to, to be here and we can embrace it. And the minute you stop expecting it to be perfect and always happy and positive I think then you give yourself a bit of freedom to just say I'm here to experience life and it's going to be all of it it's going to be some of the most beautiful and amazing and like absolutely incredible experiences and there's going to be other things that are going to be very painful and challenging like there's going to be both that's just the way it is for all of us completely yes and those emotions I mean those are they are little miracles, the emotions and feelings that we get to experience because they are also guides in a way. They show us what needs to be kind of witnessed, whether it is our grief or heartbreak or disappointment or judgment or resentment or anxiety, fear. All of those things need to be seen. And when they're not, we can really bypass so much of ourselves and that's what I see when people speak to spiritual bypassing I don't think it's even about how they move through the world it's so much about kind of cutting off half of their gold half of their spirit Mm -hmm. it's like lying to yourself basically yeah 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 no I agree the um, yeah the beauty of being able to experience all that 
wide range of emotions and just absolutely not only experiencing it, witnessing it, and then, yeah, you give yourself permission to listen to what's actually being given to you, you know, through, you know, from your connection with spirit, your own spirit, and also your body, Mm -hmm. you know, which is just really an amazing messenger. Yeah, so much. And it's, yeah, that's been one of the most beautiful parts of my kind of remembering awakening path is that I remembered my connection that we all have to nature because we are nature. We are terrestrial animals and we forget that we are high apes. Like we are literally animals. And if you think of nature and animals, they have a special connection. They speak the language of the universe. And we have that too. We just have to remember how. And it's different for everybody, but I know that it's from the inside. Definitely. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I love that. Yeah, I found, because in my work I do, I'm really receive a lot of information for my clients through animals and through nature. And one of the things, because I don't know exactly, I never know exactly how things work. I can't ever say 100%, oh, this is what's happening. I hopefully one day, you know, when I'm on the other side, I'll get to find out and I'll go, oh, that's what it was. (laughs) But but I have ideas and I get information, right? Certain guidance. And part of it, and just a kind of a theory, something for your listeners to kind of think of, or maybe if they felt this too, that all of us living on earth are connected. We are connected by our energy, but we forget that we have that connection. And it can create a very lonely, isolated, and a feeling of not being able to do anything unless you can only do it, that you have all the answers. But what I've realized is that spirit really kind of utilizes nature as like an internet. So if I tune into, say, my fern, just my own, I have a lovely fern, I call her Fran, We've had her since 2017. She's one of my favorites. My fern plant. (laughs) If I kind of just connect to the energy of the fern, it's as if I'm telling spirit, oh, here's my receiver. I've tuned you into the fern. Can you help me connect to the lovely spirit of the fern? But also, can you offer me any guidance through the fern? And it, oh, well, you know, it always works. It does. Yeah. It's the beauty of that intention, you know. Yeah. I think intention is the most powerful tool that we have when we're looking at connection. Yes. Yeah. Not forgetting about our intention. Mm-hmm. The power. The power of the intention. So That's true. That's it. Well, I mean, I feel like I could literally just keep talking to you all day, but... Oh my gosh, yes. Oh, wow. That went by so quickly. Wow. It's, I love oh, talking to you, Melissa. Thank you too. so much. And I would say, yeah, I wanted to let people know where they can where they can find you. 
Yes, they can follow me on Instagram. It's probably the easiest place. So I'm at Treenlight, T-R-E-E-N-L-I-G-H-T. I also have my podcast, Intuitive Seek, and that is on all podcast podcast platforms. And you can also find me at my website, treenlight.com. Pretty easy. T-R-E-E-N-L-I-G-H-T. And there I have actually a free guided meditation journey, which is a big part of my practice. I love creating guided meditation journeys. And there's a free one that you can download that is called Meet Your Wise Heart. Oh, beautiful. I love that. I love that name. And I would also just put it out there to people listening that I did get the chance to experience a really, really beautiful healing session with Mary. And it was very much resonated for me. And the guidance that came through was very, very significant and important for me to hear. So I really want to just thank you, Mary, for bringing your beautiful energy and just having this connection with me today. I really, really appreciate it. Well, thank you, Melissa. And yes, it was such an honor to work with you. And yes, so special. Our session was just yeah, a highlight for me. So thank you. Thank you for your kind words and for having this time with me. It was just so much fun to talk to you. And yeah, I mean... There are so many things we could talk about, but I hope that, yeah, I hope everybody enjoyed what we yeah, did talk about no, today. Sure. <laughs> You'll have to come back down the road if you're if open to it. would love to chat again. Oh, I would love to. I'd love to speak more about our animals, yes. Yes. our animal oh, guides. That would be so yeah. cool. Okay, we'll definitely do that. And everyone, thank you for listening and continuing to support the podcast. I hope that it is helpful in bringing you some inspiration. You can find me at melissawhitemedium.com. And on Facebook seems to be the place that most people connect. It's Psychic Medium Melissa White. So we'll leave you with that. Everyone take good care and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or feel free to leave a rating and a review. You can follow me on Instagram at Melissa White Medium or on Facebook, Psychic Medium Melissa White. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.